Good evening. Thank you for the opportunity to serve our fellowship. My name is David Kay. I live in Austin, Texas, and I've been sober for 865 days. That's two years, four months, and 13 days. The only reason I know that is from the Marijuana Anonymous app. And I will, I will gladly say, if you're new to the program, I encourage you to to, to get that app because it's a wonderful, wonderful tool for our fellowship. Um, I um, I started getting high when I was in sixth grade. I was running with kind of a rough crowd, as rough as I guess sixth graders can get. Um, and uh, we started getting high, and uh, I I started I started to become a heavy user probably within about mm, six months of that. I can remember mm, a good part of my seventh grade um, time being high, going to school high, um, and just getting into a lot of trouble. So it was a, it was a, it was a pretty fast downward spiral in, into my usage. Fortunately, after my uh, seventh grade year, there was a, um, kind of a blessing that happened. I, I, I moved um, with an aunt and uncle for a summer, and I got an experience uh, with them that uh, caused me to stop using for a while. Um, it was a big spiritual intervention and an opportunity to, to be with uh, two people that were loving, caring, as well as uh, instilled a sense of discipline that I hadn't really experienced. Um, that was really a, a, a great thing for me. Um, it helped me. I you know, moved back uh, to, to live with my mom um, and... I, I was so, so so changed in so many ways that I didn't spend time with my old running buddies. That that was uh, a blessing and a curse. But the biggest blessing is I didn't use. Um, but it got rough. It got so rough that I decided the uh, last part of my eighth grade year to move back uh, with my aunt and uncle to a different state and did that. Um, moved back right after I graduated from eighth grade. Before my freshman year in high school, my mom had gotten married, um, remarried, I guess, and we moved to a different part of town. That was one of my early experiences of um, the peer group that I, I ran with, and I, th I think this generalizes to a lot of people, but the peer group that I ran with was very different than the peer group I had run with in my younger years, and that made a big difference. So in most of my most of my high school career, I didn't get high. I did a few times, but not that frequently, and that was mostly because the peer group I ran with, um, that was not something we did. I, I hung with people that were kind of driven academically. Um, went to college, moved to Texas. Uh, when I went to college, my first year didn't get high. I don't I don't know that I got high at all. I can't really remember. I know drinking, but I uh, don't remember getting high. But starting my sophomore year of college, I started getting high again, and that rapidly led to increased and then, you know, a lot of use. And I remember, oh, especially my junior and senior year of college being high a lot of the time, going to class high a lot of the time, just, you know, doing so many things high a lot of times uh, it caused it caused some challenges in in relationships um, 
Uh, a couple of relationships didn't work out just because they 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 didn't approve of it, and I could only hide it so much. Um, so that 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 was you know an er, another another taste of mm, I might be having a problem with this, but I was young and I chose to ignore it and just kind of moved on uh, with that. Um, after I graduated college, um, I kind of went into a, a bit of a funk. I, much, much of my life, especially as I've become more conscious and in my early to, early to late twenties, I began to realize there was something, something off. And so I, I think I've, I've suffered from varying degrees of depression and anxiety a good part of my life. And I think a lot of my use of, uh, of marijuana, um, which was always my drug of choice, were, were to self-medicate. And I think, that's, I think that's a common trait with a lot of uh, people with a, addictive behaviors. Um, certainly not everybody, but for me, uh, definitely was something. Um, so, you know, in my, in my, after I graduated college in my early 20s and went into a bit of a funk and just uh, started using, you know, a fair amount more. Um, started my career uh, with the company that I'm still fortunate to, to work for to this day. Um, but I, you know, was using quite a bit um, and used quite a bit. And, and I, I tended to uh, do what a lot of us, a lot of us potheads do and a lot of isolation, just a lot of isolation. I'd work, I'd go to work, I would hang out with a few friends and then I would just get high and just be with myself a lot. And so I spent a lot of time with that. Um, so much so that I really didn't have any significant relationships, romantic relationships through uh, much of my early to, to late twenties. Um, I was spending just, just a lot of time, you know, just getting high and just doing that. Um, let's see in about, in the late 80s, early 90s, I kind of had another, um, well, not kind of, I did have another spiritual intervention. I was following a path, and um, I bought into, you know, doing drugs was not a good thing for my spiritual spiritual well-being. And so I really bought into that, and I quit using. I quit, um, actually quit getting high, quit smoking cigarettes. Um, drinking wasn't a problem, so I was a moderate drinker. I did that every once in a while, but it was alcohol ne- never really a problem for me. Uh, pot and nicotine were always my drugs of choice. Um, so I didn't, I didn't high or uh, do tobacco for almost a decade, almost a decade. In that, um, in that period of time, I met my first wife. Um, and uh, we were following the same paths. I uh, restarted a graduate pro- program, um, got a graduate degree, was married. Um, things were going pretty well until after I graduated, got uh, done with my master's degree, and I realized that uh, even though I was married, I was alone a lot because my wife traveled a lot on business and she was, you know, battling her own demons. Um, and, uh, 
about a, I guess it was about a year, year and a half after I finished my graduate degree. Um, I was just really sad and feeling alone. And I had gone to a Christmas party from some friends of mine. And um, I can't remember if I saw somebody getting high first or somebody smoking a cigarette first, but both in the same evening, they both looked really good. And I tried them after almost a decade and I was back on just like it had never stopped. <laughs> so sounds like a typical addict and I, and I, and I own it and I admit it. So I was, I was back on it and uh, getting high and, and that hiding behavior, you know, keeping it, keeping it secret, keeping it away from my wife, keeping it away from, from people. Cause you know, that's what, what this addict and I know from hearing stories of others is what, what we tend to do. Um, and for me, that was, that was in hindsight, one of the biggest challenges and maybe one of the biggest spiritual and psychic, uh, uh, negative things is that hiding, that hiding behavior, um, and, you know, feeling like I was going to get caught and, you know, playing that game of hiding, um, yeah, uh, the addicts game of hiding, hide and go seek. Um, you know, my use got so bad that, that, uh, my wife confronted me on it and called me on it. And I did what a lot of addicts do. I denied it. So that marriage was, you know, we were having a real rocky, rocky time and uh, marijuana was a strong, not the only, but a, a significant contributing factor to that. Um, it just really sparked something within her um, from, you know, growing up in a, a addictive home. So she just was going to have no part of it. And so uh, that ended um and that was very hard, very difficult uh, for me, even though we had a fairly amicable divorce and we still remain friends to this day. That was very hard. And, and so I went through, you know, a couple of years of uh, very little to no use of, uh, of, of weed. Um, I was in a very, uh, you know, period of being alone, but um, did a lot of prayer, meditation, spiritual work, a lot of exercise. Um, because I knew all too well from talking to other people that um, getting the divorce for, especially for someone with addictive tendencies, could be a very um, important time to, to stay clean. And I did for the most part. Um, but then I eventually started again. Um, and, and when I started again, for the most part, because I was really clear that I did have a problem. So I thought, well, I know I have a problem, so I'm not going to have it around enough. And I had a few friends that would get high with me, you know, you know, get together with them once in a while. They would usually give me a little bit to tide me over. And I knew I had an issue because uh, I would start jonesing to get high. Um, and when I, they would give me some, I would just use it, use it, use it until it was gone. So I mostly, um, for the last several years of my use, mostly didn't have it. I, I bought a few times, but not, not very often. Um, and I thought, you know, I'm going to get by with this, but that's, that's when I really started getting clear. I've really got a problem with this. Even though I don't have it around a lot and I wasn't, you know, using, using, using all the time because I knew better, but it, it didn't matter. It didn't matter that I was not using all the time. I was, I was an addict and sometimes I had it and a lot of times I didn't have it. And 
I knew it was an issue. Anyway, met my um, my current wife and chose to hide it from her that I was using. And, it, um, you know, we, in, through our courtship, never told her up to our engagement. Um, we were about two months before our marriage. And uh, we had bought a house and we were living together at the time. And I had had some weed and I had been out that day and I came home and I was high, high, really high. And she, you know, asked me point blank and I chose not to lie. I told her the truth. Yeah, I'm high. She didn't take that very well because <laughs> she had lived with an addict before and uh, she left. She called me on it and she left and um, she, she stayed in a hotel that night and I was petrified. I was scared to death. And so um, we got some counseling before we got married and um, and I chose... Even though there, there were a lot at stake, I knew I had a problem when I chose to still get high, but hide it even better. And I, that's what I did. And I and I got high, you know, up until you know, the, up until even the, the night of our wedding rehearsal. After after that was over, and she went to be with you know some family and friends, and I came home and I. Got, I it, it was it was crazy. It was crazy. Here's this wonderful woman. She, you know, told me, you know, if you get choose to get high, we're not we're not going to be together. And and I did. And um, that was a big indicator. So that went on for a, a couple of years. And it was it was uh, a little over uh, a little over two years ago. It was August 2017. I was on vacation out in California. She stayed here, and uh, she called me, and she basically, she basically told me something she had told me a few times, and I finally heard it. And they, and it was, you know, if you, if you want to do that, I'm not okay with that. I'm not going to be with somebody who does that. And I finally took it in, and I finally realized, you know what, I don't want to lose another good woman. Um, I don't want to do this anymore. This is not serving me. It's not serving, you know, my life. And so I looked around, I talked to a couple of people, I, um, you know, went online and I found Marijuana Anonymous. And, you know, that week, even though I was still getting high, because um, I was out in California and it was legal there, so it was easy to get, um, but I started attending my first phone meetings in that first week. I probably did four or five, maybe, maybe more phone meetings. And I went to my first, my first live meeting, um, that, that week. Um, and in fact, when I, I go out, I go out to that part of California every summer to visit, you know, my folks and, uh, and I, I go to that, that live meeting. Um, and I go around the same time every year. Um, and then the, the other thing that's been really, really valuable for me in keeping me, uh, keep me uh, clean, one for me is just don't get high and just don't spend a lot of time around people that do. Um, 
And then the other was attend meetings regularly. I go to a an in-person meeting really regularly. Um, just about you know, we have a, a meeting that meets you know near near where I live every Friday night. And I'm there, um, and I keep contact with with people in the program. I have a sponsor, work the twelve steps, and uh, those things have, have helped keep me clean and have you know have my spiritual practice, prayer, meditation. Um, exercise and but rule one is just don't just don't get high and um, I have you know many friends in other 12-step programs um, and even though we're not in the same 12-step programs we support each other through our sobriety in different ways um, so the, the key for me is just been being really clear that this is no longer an option for me and and when that you know that 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 mind talk that comes up about well you can do a little bit at this time or you're you're on vacation you can just you know do it for a couple of days I just I just listen to it briefly and say mm, it's just not worth it it's not worth it's not worth the uh, the guilt it's not worth the repercussions and um, I'm I'm just really clear I do I still have problems with uh, anxiety and depression uh, yeah a little bit um, I'm on you know, I, I, I take my anti-depression uh, things, I exercise, and, and that helps. And uh, but the key thing is, just don't pick up, just just don't just just don't uh, do weed. And, and I've and I've had temptations in 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 my time. Uh, last summer, I was near one of my best friends and his sister, and they were getting high, and I was in the room with them. I even passed a joint from them, and they were questioning me, why aren't you? I was like, I just don't do that anymore. And they're like, well, why not? And my answer was, it 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 interferes with my spiritual practice, and they looked at me like I was crazy. And I wasn't willing to tell them the reason, you know, you know, the whole story. I told them the truth. It does affect my spiritual practice. My spiritual practice is a 12-step um, and, and other things, but it's just not something I do. And I've been around other people. You know that I used to get high with before, and uh, for the most part, they were really cool. You know, when I told them I just don't do that anymore, but mostly I just don't spend time around around folks that use. Um, it's not a big temptation for me. It's just not something I I I, I choose to be around people that do that sort of thing. Um, so that's that's my story. Um, uh, I'm happy to answer anybody's questions if they have any later. But um, if you're new to the program, stick with the program. Phone meetings, save my bacon, especially the first first year uh, of my sobriety, um, and then just being connected to people because that's one of the cool things of this program. We all have different stories. We all have different you know paths that we followed. And, you know, sometimes we fall off the wagon, and that's that's totally cool because that's just part of the journey, but we're, we're all here just to support each other. And that's one of the cool things. So, you know, get a, get a sponsor. If that's something you choose to do, um, whether that is or isn't get connected with other people that are like-minded that you connect with that, you know, can be there in case you want to use to reach out and call them. And if you live near them, you know, you know, get together with them to do, just do what you can not to pick up and, the lifeline of the people is such a key program of of 12-step work and of Marijuana Anonymous specifically.
Thanks for the opportunity to serve.